So here we are again, just as Pastor John mentioned in his welcome. We're here for the long run, five weeks of this, Bread of Life in the Gospel of John. And what we have is this feeding of 5,000, and then we have 40-plus verses talking about the feeding of the 5,000. And I think it's important to go back to this, as Pastor John talked about last week. In the Gospel of John, the feeding of the 5,000 is a sign rather than a miracle because it does more than just try to explain what this kind of miraculous thing could be that Jesus is doing. It's a sign because it's revealing something about God. It's pointing to something to help us see who God is and what he's all about. And in this sign, it's God creating abundance from scarcity to feed and nourish his people. And so we kind of jump in at an interesting point. The crowds whom Jesus has just fed now follow Jesus. We heard last week that they actually wanted to take Jesus by force and make him their king. But even after Jesus is able to sneak away, the crowds still pursue him because they see Jesus as the source of something that they need. And so Jesus engages this crowd in a conversation. And let's just be honest here. The crowd is following Jesus because they want another meal like they just had. They know something had to happen to make five little barley loaves and two fish feed thousands and thousands of people. And rightfully so, they connect they connect what just happened with them with bread and fish to another story that they've heard about, and that is manna in the wilderness, this flaky bread-like something coming to the Israelite people as they left Egypt and as they're venturing into the promised land. So there you go. The crowds did it. They see the link. God provided manna back then, and now Jesus provides bread. But ha, Jesus takes it one more step. And he says to them, very truly, I tell you, it wasn't Moses who gave bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Not only does Jesus provide bread, Jesus is the bread of life. Whoa. Now, I'm just being honest with you, I get a little exhausted with all of this, trying to follow John through all of these circles of images and discussion and discourse about bread and providing, God, Jesus, all of that. And I have to say, when you try to understand this, I'm with the crowds. I have more questions that I want to ask, and here's one that I would ask Jesus. 
What does coming to you and believing in you really mean? Because Jesus says, this is it. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So what does it mean to come to Jesus? What does it mean to believe in Jesus? And so I'm simply asking for an elaboration. How do we do this? Because we typically think of coming as something like I'm exerting effort to move towards something. Like, hold on, I'm coming. Like, okay, I'm moving toward you. I'm doing something. And so when we say come to Jesus, we think about things like this. Okay, to come to Jesus, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to dare to read my Bible, and I'm going to really try to do God-like things in my life. And then, Jesus, what does believing in you really mean? How do I do that? How do we believe? Because oftentimes we use that word to believe in things that turn out not to be real. Like, I think I've told you this story before. As I was growing up, I truly believe that there was a witch, I called her Witchy Witch, who lived behind the furnace in my basement. I truly believe that. Every time I went down to get ice cream or milk in the basement, I believed that Witchy Witch was there. Do you see why that's so hard? Oftentimes, coming to Jesus and believing in Jesus comes with a set of rules or requirements. And it's people's job to enforce these set of to-dos to make us think we have to be like this or that or do this or that to come to Jesus and believe in him. But it seems contrary to what Jesus does in this story, in this sign. First of all, he says this, whoever. He doesn't start with a list of requirements. Whoever broad and inclusive. And then I think back to the sign itself, how Jesus took a little bit and made it more than enough. And what were Jesus' requirements to all those people who were kind of hungry? He simply said this, sit down in this grass and receive. When was it the last time that all you had to do was sit down and receive. That means you don't have to be anywhere other than where you are right now, what's happening in your life. All you need to do is drop everything that you were holding on to, sit down and receive this bread of life. You see, sometimes our human minds have it mixed up. We equate coming as like we have to come to God, like there's a stairway leading to heaven, and somehow we have to be good enough to take that flight of steps. But we can never do that. God always comes down. It's always a down arrow. It's really interesting that that word come is all around the Gospel of John. And one of the beautiful places where we find it is in the opening words. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming 
into the world. This true light was coming down into the world. God comes into the world as the true light of Jesus. And even after Jesus' death, God still comes into the world through his spirit. Not for some later date, but for now in the world, dwelling in things that we have access to, things we can touch, feel, taste, and smell like bread. How then do we believe? This one perhaps is maybe a little bit more difficult. But belief is another word that's peppered all through the Gospel of John. And for John, believing is about relationship. Believing is about God being the one who wants to provide all that we can ever need in this world. Believing is actually trusting in the fact that God so desperately wants that relationship that there's nothing that we can do on our own, but he comes down to show up where we are, to dwell with us, to be with us. So what if we simply embrace this? To come to Jesus, to believe in Jesus, is all about sitting down and simply receiving. It's not about any great work that we can do. It's not about perfect family photos or living a positive life. Look around. Regardless of these things, Jesus says to you, I am the bread of life, and all that is required is to receive this unmerited gift. And then to believe is daring to trust that God always comes down to his people whom he created so he could be in relationship with us, making himself known in things that are common and expected, bread, water, light, stuff that is all around us. Believing is trusting in this relationship that God has with his people, and that's us. And how do we know what God's all about? It's revealed in what Jesus is all about. And that's why these signs in John are so important. They're pointing the way to who God is. You know, I wonder what it would be like if Jesus was just right here and he could answer those questions that I have. Maybe he would just simply say this, Beth, chill out. You are mine. Open your hands, open your life to receive all that I am giving you. You don't have to do this life on your own. You can't do this life on your own. Watch for me. And watch how you will see me each day in people and earthly things. And when we get stuck, when we have questions, get lost, or maybe when we just give up, we are simply called to do this. Sit down, eat this bread, and drink this cup 
until Jesus comes again. Amen.